Hello and welcome to Opinions and Beer. I'm Adam. I'm Tyler. And I'm Keenan. Here we are doing the show. Everyone ready for some beads? Anyone, anyone bring the beads? The beads? The beads! What kind of beads? Like, what are you talking about? Uh, those the are... boobies! Oh, uh. <laughs> well, those are, uh. The not as inappropriate the as the beads that I thought you were talking about. <laughs> oh, good God Almighty. Anyways. Uh, obviously, this week is uh, Mardi Gras week uh, the, that we release this episode. <laughs> uh, it's Mardi Gras across the nation. Um, We're going to get hammered and do some crazy hammered. shit for beads uh, on our to-do list. Getting, getting fucked up on Fat Tuesday. Fat Tuesday. When is exactly, like, what is the date of Mardi Gras? Like the first week of March or something. Like, like it doesn't like, End of fall. February. It's always different. It's, it's always the first week. It, it doesn't yeah, just, like, fall on us. It's like the it's last, not one like specific specific what is it? Day. It has to do with a Tuesday, right? It's like the if it's Fat Tuesday, it's the first Tuesday. When of is Fat Tuesday every year? Tuesday every year. March first. Okay, March first. So the first Tuesday of March. Yeah, yeah. First Tuesday of March. It uh, Fat Tuesday is because you. Wait, wait. Uh, always takes place. It always takes place forty-seven days before Easter. Ah, yeah. So what a weird uh, <laughs> knowledge there. So, well, which, which, which Easter? Each Easter can fall anywhere between March twenty-third and April twenty-fifth. Hmm. So you just gotta do the the calendar math. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> uh. Anyways. Fun stuff. So obviously for Mardi Gras, we've got the one thing that everyone loves in Mardi Gras, king cake beer. I was going to say titties. So today's beer of the day is brought to you by Tin Roof Brewing Company. This we promise our shit doesn't taste is like Is this from uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana? Oh, it's a crisp ale brewed with cinnamon, vanilla, and nutmeg. Shout out to my boy Townsend. This was nothing before, but now it uh, has the nutmeg in it, so it's something now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, King Cake Cream Ale. This uh, crisp ale is brewed with cinnamon, vanilla, and nutmeg, as they've stated. I just said that. I, I'm sorry. Am I a joke to you? No. Don't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Cream Ale Guidelines. Uh, is uh, The aroma should be faint, malt notes, a sweet corn-like aroma, and low levels of DMS. Appearance, pale straw to moderate gold color. Flavor, low to medium uh, hot bitterness, low to medium, medium low. Uh, Mouthful should generally generally light and crisp, although body can reach medium. Overall impression, a clean, well uh, flavorful American lawnmower beer. Uh, There we go. I think this is going to be more on the medium side than crisp. So, uh, most cream ales are brewed with a combination of ale and lager yeast, though it's all fermented at ale temperatures. Look at that head. Yeah. Damn, yeah, you're, you got way better head than I do. Oh, everyone loves the head. Yeah, I get, I get good head all the, the time. My no, God. No, no, one, no one, all these are true statements. All <laughs> these are true statements. So, uh, head retention, I'm going to go ahead and give it a, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give that a 10 out of 10. 
Yeah. I, I mean, look at that. That looks commercial. That, oh, like, yeah. Literally, you could put that on a, on a commercial. Yeah. Woo! That hit. You, you're a good pour. Oh, yeah. Crap. No, Practice. Yeah, look. The only person that lost its head was Keenan. Oh. You, f- oh. <laughs> you fizzled out. Oh. <laughs> anyway, let, let's uh, smell this. making it worse. No. Does it smell of king cake or does it smell more... Uh, um... No, I just no, like it kind of smells like a, yeah, like a beer. light, like a light beer kind yeah, of. Yeah, it does. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not getting any of the cinnamon or the vanilla or the cream cake. I mean, the king cake, you know, that nutmeg. I'm not getting any of that in the aroma. Well, again, it it it, it is a cream ale and not like uh, a, a very fruit flavorful sour. Uh, this so it's probably just gonna be hints. This beer is five percent, five percent in alcohol by volume. That's right pretty low for a five percent. How much does it cost? Oh, this one was kind of cheap. It was like. Uh, like seven dollars or something. For yeah, seven. it's uh. Yeah, seven, like seven bucks for. Seven. That's not all right. Like you get what you paid for, you know, because uh, seven dollars for a six pack. It's, 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 it's hey, you know what? It's, it's cheaper than the fucking what we do the twenty five dollars. Yes, the, the twenty five dollar four pack. Oh, yeah, yeah, twenty five dollar four packs. Yeah, like fifty dollars. So beer. so seven dollars for a six pack. Let's uh let's see if it tastes well. Mm, as I suspected, I don't taste <laughs> cinnamon, vanilla, or nutmeg. I just taste beer. Light beer. It tastes like okay. Bud Light. Take a take a swig of it, and then blow into your hands. You get the nutmeg. You get a little bit of the nutmeg. The nutmeg comes in on the tongue, as nutmeg would do. Nutmeg's a really powerful and potent flavor, though. You know. Yeah. So. I watch uh, the guy what? named Townsend. He's a uh, YouTuber. He does like 14, 17th century cooking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's always adding nutmeg to his food. Like, you yeah, add nutmeg to everything. Yeah, nut- <laughs> he, his catchphrase, me and my buddies always make the joke like it was nothing before, but he put a little nutmeg on it. Now it's something. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'd say this needs more nutmeg. More nutmeg. And actually, I'm surprised that <clears> the, I'm, cinnamon is usually. Oh, what are you doing? Yeah, cinnamon usually bleeds through. Flavors and um, like it's always really pronounced in a lot of things. Yeah, but this one, like, it's not even like oh, it's a cinnamon beer. Or there's any like barely yeah. any cinnamon at all. Yeah, I really thought it was come be on, like, Tin Rouge, very cinnamony. Tin Baton Rouge, what are I you it was doing? Gonna, I mean, I kind of thought it was going to taste similar to one of those stouts that we had, where it was like super vanilla. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what I was hoping. I didn't know what to expect. I mean, we've had, but that's what I was hoping like, for. We, we've had bitter stouts on here, and we've had ones that said yeah. literally, we've had ones that have said like cinnamon, vanilla, and a couple other flavors. Yes. And, and, oh, coffee. Yes. And it was like yeah. super pronounced. The yeah. coffee, <laughs> the coffee bled coffee. through. The vanilla bled yeah. through. For, I can see why it's seven bucks. Yeah. <laughs> it tastes like seven bucks. Tastes like seven dollars. Alright, all right, I all right. What a shocking like a thing. Four. Alright, so what do you rate it? Okay. As for seven dollars for the taste that it is, I mean would That's you advertising so false. Would you, oh, would, would you would you buy this? For seven bucks a six pack, or would you buy Bud Light for seven bucks a six pack? Uh, how much? Uh, how much is Bud Light? I think Bud. That's around the same price range. Oh, the same. Really? I don't is. think they're it's around like six dollars and ninety cents. Yeah, six, six ninety nine for a fucking six pack. Yeah. I guess. I guess maybe this one only because it's a, it's a. Yeah, has been, has been, it's ha- obviously better than Bud Light. Has a bit more of a. Uh, I, I like L's more than the uh, aftertaste of lagers. 
Yeah. Despite this having both ale and lager yeast in it, which is why it has that crispy, Bud Light-ish taste. Uh, Even though it's not like light. Yeah. Yeah. It's but yeah, it doesn't. It's not a light beer, but it's got a little bit of that light beer crisp to it. Yeah, it tastes light. It's not a light beer, but it tastes light. Well, what's light? I mean, it's five. Five is kind of light, right? Or is that medium? Actually, I think we drink so much high alcohol beers. Yeah, that, that five is nothing to us. Five yeah. is nothing. But well, I don't think we're making comments about again, the beer there. I think that's wait. comments about us being alcoholics. Yeah, yeah, right. and, and beers being light or not has nothing to do with their alcohol content. It has to do with like how. No, I know, I know the, the body of it and whatnot. Yeah, bo- yeah. So this is a this is a nice bodied, full able. You know. Yeah. But I'd give it a five because like it, I feel like it didn't do anything that it advertised. But it's in no way for impression a bad beer, so I don't want to give it a below a five. It's just, it's a beer. I'm trying to find the notes. Alright, I'm going to give this the, the old Texas try. The old Texas try. There he goes, folks. Ooh, I tasted some vanilla. It's gone. Hmm. Well, nutmeg, huh? Yeah. Yep. More nutmeg. The nutmeg is... Uh, whatever whatever they put in here wasn't enough, but the light nutmeg the light nutmeg they put in here is actually coming through. It actually made it something. It took it from just being a full body normal beer to being. It, it, Townsend would say it's a little something now. There's something to it with that nutmeg. Yeah. I wonder when they put it in. Like did they put it in? Be you know pre pre fermenter or uh, post fermenter. It has a lot of to do with. Uh, the, taste. The, the flavors that come out, how much, yeah, how much it comes through. Because a lot of these, a lot of these flavors would uh would be eaten up by the yeast, sadly. Uh, that's probably the, before that. Then uh, that's probably why all the flavor got eaten up by the yeast. Tin Roof isn't a new company. Mm-hmm. They like they, they should know better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they fucked up. <laughs> Man, all these guys been in business for so long. Have we done? I think. I think we. Uh, I think on the podcast in general, we've done one other tin roof beer. Yeah, it sounds familiar to but, me. Uh, Nothing, so I forget everything. Yeah, it's it's, it's difficult, but um, yeah, it's difficult to remember. So yeah, all the beer you it's drank. difficult, dear. <laughs> we've had really good cream mouse too. So in the past, I can get a lot of you know, we've had a uh, we've had we've had really flavorful cream ales in the past. Uh, me and Keenan, I exactly like when I seen that it was a cream ale, I was like, all oh, this shit's gonna be good. It wasn't. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'll say this though, once again, man, that that head, this head retention and the color of Oh it, yeah. The beer was brewed. Yeah. So the beer all, itself was your, brewed. Your beer, uh, Tin Roof. Yeah, Tin Roof, your beer is beautiful. Yeah. To look at. I mean really <laughs> it is. It really has a nice it's, color. It's, it's a, a good, good prop beer for the color, on screen. Yeah, yeah literally. The, color, yeah. The, the color's nice, the head the head's nice. Yeah, it does have a really gorgeous color. Hold that up to the light. Yeah, it's like a golden pale. Yeah, looks, it's like a golden. Looks like a fucking duff. Yeah, <laughs> it's a duff beer. It's a duff beer. But yeah, I guess I'll I'll, I'll meet Keenan and give it a five. Uh-huh. Right down the middle. It's like I purchased again, but you know, not something. Uh... I'm gonna give it a seven. Ooh, I'm gonna I... give it a seven because it's a full bodied beer. It's beautiful to look at. It's got a great head retention. I would prefer to drink this any day over a Bud Light or a Miller yeah. Light or a Michelob. I'd drink a case of this. I'd drink a case of this. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a 7. A 30-pack of King Cake Cream seven. Ale for $7. No. <laughs> Jesus. Fucking Mardi Gras. King Jesus Cake. Jesus fucking Christ. Sorry, wrong holiday. 
how crazy is it that Mardi Gras was invented to, you know, Mardi Gras is pretty much like, like the purge light. See, it's I like the original purge. Ask, I was going to ask, what the fuck is the point of okay. Mardi Gras? Like, so on Fat Tuesday, the of Mardi, Mardi Gras? on Lent, you usually give something up. So a lot Lent's of t- Wednesday, so Fat Tuesday, you... You just indulge it. Yes. Mardi Gras is about indulgence yes. and hedonism. Yes. Uh, it's 100% about indulgence, especially back in the day when it was yeah. first made. You took all the fat. Oh, hence Fat Tuesday. You took all the Which, fat that was going to go bad yeah. and you cooked. I'm yeah. talking you cooked a huge meal. Yeah. And then usually people gave up meat for Lent. Yeah, so, so on Fat Tuesday, really you good. use all the fats, you use all the meats that were going to go bad, you cook it all. Yeah. And, and everybody eats and a big old bit. And so the uh, and it was odd. The Catholic Church wanted people to abstain from sex during uh, Lent. Yes. Yeah. So they and so mad they, orgies. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> they promoted these crazy parties and the, like, the, like, you know, like the, the Catholic Mar- Church. The Mar- yes. Yeah, the Get Mar- it out your system. Yes. Get it out Come your system. Because they, they they didn't want you to eat, by the Because they didn't want you to they wanted you to give up sex and meat. Yeah. And, and I guess alcohol. And I guess, sex with me. Early alcohol. You know. So during Fat Tuesday back then you. Break it all out. And then, so on Tuesdays, you have sex with the meat. <laughs> <laughs> sex with the beef. Yeah. I've, I've had brisket that good where you're just like, man, I stick my dick in that brisket. ribs that good. Not to, man, a friend of mine made some ribs the other day and, oh, fuck, bro. I think those are the best ribs I ever had in my life. Falling off the bone. Oh, huh? yeah, yeah, man. Just like, and, and just like marinated for so long and then what? What do you call it whenever, like, he just let, he caramelized, he caramelized it for ages. And Jesus. It, so what do y'all feel so about good. all these restrictions on Which Mardi Gras? Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. wait it's like, like, explain to us. COVID or something? Well, no, no, no. Like, explain um, to us the restrictions. Going so, on. newly what I have read, I don't know, I've, I've been drinking a lot, so I don't remember where <laughs> I read. But basically, like, in a lot of, uh... Big urban areas that have huge ass Mardi Gras celebrations. Like, like yeah. yeah, they're getting more like cops involved because apparently, even though they're trying, it's like they're trying to crash everybody's fun because apparently they're trying to like tighten the reins. Yeah, on, on girls like throwing their shirts off and stuff. Oh, dude, literally, they're giving them like public public like exposure, indecency. public indecency tickets oh, and stuff. Dude, like, dude. and I'm like, it. I'm like, that's the whole point. You're supposed yeah. to flash me your boobs and then I'll throw you some beads. <laughs> and then I'll flash you my boobs and then you can throw me some beads. Man, that sucks because I never really ever went to any Mardi Gras uh, celebration ever. Like, I'm now, pretty sure on Bourbon Street and stuff it's in Louisiana, it's the <laughs> same. It hasn't changed at all. But apparently, as I was reading up, like, yeah, in places like Galveston, other oh, yeah. areas, they're trying to tighten the reins on it just a bit because... They just, you know, they don't want people getting out of control. But that, at the same time, like like we were just saying, that's the point. You get yeah. it all out of your system. Oh, man. Man, restrictions. What are your thoughts about restricting things in general, I guess? I believe it's horrible. I think censorship exists only to coddle the minds of the weak. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, our censorship bureau. I was listening to, uh, God, who the fuck was it? I was listening... Uh, fucking Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon from Rick and Morty. Okay. Okay, they, they, it was a, there's a video on YouTube. Anybody can go look it up. But it's Justin Roiland um, method acting Rick. Yeah. He's just drinking heavily and then doing <laughs> yeah. the voice. But, like, at one point, during, like, the whole thing... Oh, man, where was I going with this? What was I, why would I bring this up? Man, I knew, but then as soon as you asked that... I oh, yeah. Restrictions, that's right. Censorship. Censorship. Yeah, so, like, Justin Roiland brought up how... They can say fuck 
all they want on Rick and Morty. Yeah. Because it's just going to be beep. You know, beep, 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 yeah. beep, 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 beep. But yeah. then he said, like, but when we want to say a word like asshole or ball sack, oh, you got to count your numbers there. You got to tally it. You got to yeah. make sure you don't go over the amount. Over the ball sack <laughs> Yeah, over the ball sack count. So it's just like, yeah, no, censorship doesn't, like, it's a fake job. It's a yeah, fake. Yeah, it doesn't even make it, sense. Like, you don't do anything. It's okay for the children to hear ball sack 40 times, well, but 41, and my no, whole that would corrupt The them. whole argument with children yeah. all boils down to the parents. Yeah. Like, uh, my buddy Brendan was talking about it the other day about the show The Boys. By the way, my buddy Brendan hates The Boys. Oh, dude, I have, dude, I have weird feelings about The Boys. I would like to talk about this. Yeah, he... He, like he hates it. I hate it. Too he loves almost. he loves superheroes so much that the idea that this is going to be a story that yes. gives all superheroes a bad name. Yes, that dude. I had that feeling when I seen it. It made me uncomfortable. So like, I read like the, the boys, boys makes me uncomfortable. I read the boys. I read it in high school. Okay. Yeah. So like yeah. I, that was my first exposure to it. And I'll say this: the comic book makes the TV show look like it's, I've for, heard that. it's, it's PG. I've heard the, of that before. Yeah, the, dude, there's like a whole orgy scene in the comic books. Oh, there's shit, the murder scenes are way yeah, more graphic. Gory as fuck. Yeah, it's, it's a violent comic. Jeez. Bro, but the Brennan first... doesn't like that because, you know, like, the the show opens with a dude like The Flash yeah. running into a shit. I was yeah. about to mention that. Dude, that shit traumatized it me. It her. Yeah. yeah, and I was just like, oh. That's not how it happens. That's not how it happens in the. Yeah. Co- it's similar. Yeah. Uh, the the super flash guy throws his villain into her accidentally. Oh shit! Yeah. So like you see Huey and her holding hands, and all of a sudden this big dude just like goes in front of Huey's vision, and he's just holding Robin's arms. Oh yeah, dude, arms. that was so graphic, man. But like this, like taking the boys and censoring it the way they did, and saying like, oh. We can show this guy getting ripped in half. Or we can show Homelander punching a hole into someone's chest. Yeah. But we can't show a penis. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, a penis. But yeah, they did a little bit, but like compared to Game of Thrones, where it's just like, how did they get away with that with the <laughs> censorship bureau? Full yeah. frontal male nudity like every episode. So you're wondering, like, oh, so the Game of Thrones, that's why they didn't cuss so much, is because they had to tally their P's and Q's for the nudity scenes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my whole thing is, is like, if you just let people make the films and TV shows they want to make, there will always be edgelords out there who oh, live yeah. to do nothing but shock people. Like that yeah. fucking guy, uh, who 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 did James Marandino? He went to the dude's house. They had a fucking uh, a Viking orgy. He made he made the sex movie. There's a guy who made the sex what, movie. Shia LaBeouf's in it. In this in part two. Oh whatever. shit! That, I, that director. Yeah. Okay. What's the sex movie Fuck. that you? Were, it's literally called like. Is it literally called the sex movie? No, but it's like uh. <laughs> no. Uh, what's a what's a sex edit called? Oh, uh, Nipple, oh, Nipple Maniac. Nipple yeah. Maniac. Nipple yeah. Maniac Part Two. That director literally fucking lives to shock people. <laughs> yeah, well, like, it's like... No, well, here's a movie called Nymphomania. Well, here's the thing, though. Like, here's always been my argument. When somebody says something like, oh, the human centipede is just made to shock people. Exactly. It is. And that's why it's kind of a shitty movie. Yeah. <laughs> the plot like, The plot is lame. It's designed... All you're waiting for... The concept for, is lame. The concept is lame. All you're waiting for is that shocking moment when Where you, you see, see it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that makes the movie suck, really. It does. Like Now, compare that to like The Godfather, where they pretty much did everything they needed to do. I don't think The Godfather could be improved with more gore or more anything. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like... It's like they fear that people are going to be like, oh no, the shock value movie is just as good as The Godfather. No, it's not. And we all know that. Yeah. We all fucking know that. 
Is that? Do you think that's why uh, the first saw is so good? But then they just slowly. I think the first saw yeah. is so good because the concept of it, saw is good, but the execution from saw two onward was just terrible. And it was. I think they did get obsessed with the shock value of the traps. They like the traps were part of it, but it wasn't everything. Yes, and eventually in the later movies, it was nothing but traps. It was your trap. It was yeah. Trap, 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 trap. It's goddamn trap, trap. Like, my favorite thing about the first movie, they barely even show you any of it. It lets yeah. your imagination play. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Bottleneck what is it? The, movie? Um, the, the, razor, the razor wire maze. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thinking to yourself, how would you get out of a razor exactly. wire yes. maze? And they barely show, for, they, they show it in, like, fast-forward mode. And, like, yeah, like, they, show, they showed him, like, they at first they showed him, there. like, freaking out, just, like, not wanting to touch anything. Then they showed him, like, cutting himself, and then they show him laying there. So you get the image that this guy went through all sorts of mental gymnastics. Like, at first he was like, well, maybe if I just sit still. But then he heard the voice yeah. tape say, oh, you can't just sit still. You'll be locked in here forever. So yeah. then he starts moving, realizing he's going to cut himself. He's a big fat guy. It's going to be hard for him to move. Yeah. It allowed you to play with shit like that. Comparing Saul 1, like, I think it's a masterpiece. Yeah. To, like, what is the movie? I uh, Spit on Your Grave. That movie small. is just a shock value trash film. Yeah, yeah. It is and the it, lamest shit. It really is. And it's just like... Something that writers need to realize is, is there's more ways to motivate female <laughs> characters than, than having vulgar, a great... You know? Yeah. Like, uh, there are things that motivate humans besides being sexually, like, you know, sexually fucking oppressed. Yeah. You know, sexually assaulted. <laughs> sexually so, like, assaulted. my whole thing is that the censors... Yeah, censor cartoons. Make sure that people aren't saying like, oh yeah, your five-year-old needs to see full frontal male nudity. Whatever. Yeah. Censor cartoons, make stuff for kids, but then once you get to the point, in my opinion, where something has that hard R rating, as we all call it. And they should be able to do whatever. You should be able to just do whatever, and you know what? Your movie should either succeed or suffer from you doing whatever, because yeah. how, how many <laughs> people went and saw the human centipede in theaters? Probably nobody. It was a box yeah. office bomb. It was <laughs> yeah. a disaster. It, it, it was the rental. Was it in the is the, net, is the Netflix and stuff? Yeah, that it, it totally deserves to be straight. I mean, they made more. There's, three, there's two of them. <laughs> but Which it's just fucking like, stupid. No, no, no. There's a third one. There's a, isn't the third one? Oh, the prison. Or is someone who watched the Human Centipede? No, that's the second one. The that second is the one is a dude one? who watched it and then wanted to recreate oh. it. The third one is oh a prison. My God, board. That's ridiculous. Let's see how many Human Centipedes there are. But. All of these movies are not successes. They may exist, yeah. and people may watch them and talk about them. But because they, of the shock value. But, but it's, it not like, it, it's not like some guy made $80 million from the human centipede. No. Yeah, it was in no way from a fashion well done. There is three. Yeah, okay. Look up how much it grossed. Like, how much uh, money did the human, human centipede gross? <laughs> he said... Yeah, it's gross. It's going to pull up... $252,000. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it probably That's so low. And how much was it made for? Like five grand. <laughs> uh, Two hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's uh, the budget was. I can't. Well, where, where do you think the budget would be? Plot production. Uh, that's the writing. Someone wrote something shitty. Filming. Filming effects. Okay. Uh, fuck. Let me let me look up budget. You can see the uh, budget. Was made for 1.5 million dollars. It was, was literally no euros, so it yeah. was literally made for like a million dollars, and it made two hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah, and, that's and it got two sequels. 
sequels. And it got two sequels. And they, the and they, they, probably, sequels. they probably have just as bad sales rating. You know what I mean? They probably had a high budget and then a low fucking outcome. Yeah. So, yeah, no. I think the censorship bureau is useless because... If, if, if the human centipede proves anything, it's that look yeah. at how little people uh, actually want to watch that stuff. Is this Saul? Yeah, was Saul the final chapter six or seven? Seven. Seven. Saul seven uh, made. What the fuck was it? Uh, just a, made $136 million with a $20 million budget. So, I mean, Saul yeah. seven. It's fucking. That's how much the song. That, that's because almost like Fast and the Furious, it's become a franchise. Yeah. Okay. The, and it nobody just, goes into a Fast and the Furious movie for the plot. Yeah. They're yeah. like, or the good writing. It's like, I hope the Rock rock the, bottom somebody like, again. I hope I fucking popped. I hope <laughs> a car drives up a wall. I hope a car <laughs> flips. They're gonna I, go to space. Yeah. <laughs> the next one better be. Fast and Furious versus Jurassic Park. Yeah, it's, it's very <laughs> fucking Dom so comes in it. with his unwreckable car at the yeah. T Rex. I got family. <laughs> and then, oh no, yeah, and the Velociraptors that they train come. This is my family I now. Family. <laughs> family of raptors. <laughs> Chris Pratt what? just gets rode out. <laughs> What's the name of the villain? Uh, if you can even uh, say that of uh, the Fast series, the chick that's the. The, Charlie Luzon? Yeah. The real... The, I don't know her real name. I don't know her... Oh, yeah, but the villain's name is Charlie? No, that's the, her acting name. Oh, oh yeah. Man, well, what? I guess it don't matter, but now I'm stuck on that. Like, what the fuck was her name in the I movie? I don't know. But, 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 but like, like, what, like, what if, like, she was the villain, and he's like, we gotta team up with dinosaurs to take her out. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like... A, the T-Rex <laughs> has the codes to shut down the launch. Oh, my God. <laughs> Or, or did, the T-Rex betrayed us. <laughs> you see it trying to type with its tiny little arms. I brought this up to a, a guest once, but I, I, I asked you guys. I've never really spoken to you guys about uh, something like this. But um, speaking of shock value movie, what are your thoughts of the... Uh, uh, what, what, what's it called when you don't care about any, nihilism? What, do you think, what are your thoughts about the, like, the more nihilistic takes in films? Uh, I guess. I guess. Like, to, how so? Like, I guess to give you a blunt example, uh, Kong Skull Island had a lot of like nihilistic moments in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even even Jurassic World uh, had a nihilistic. You're talking about like nihilism, as in like uh, you know, like the, the philosophy of nihilism, everything being pointless, like there's no meaning to anything. Yes. Yeah. So so uh, and the director came out and said, and I started seeing like kind of like this like weird meaningless stuff happen within like a lot of like. Even pop- popular movie like Disney and stuff, but the director of God's uh, King Kong Skull Island was like he he is like a like kind of like a mild nihilist. He came out saying he's a mild nihilist, right. and so there's scenes where like people will like there's like a sacrifice scene yeah. in in the movie where like he pulls a grenade like I'm gonna sacrifice myself, and the fucking monster just goes. Oh yeah, and he fucking explodes. Like but that happens with like almost every character. They do like this crazy like little scene, but then they like die with like. In the, it's, it's, it's usually pointless. Another thing that happened. Uh, so Jurassic World, uh, a scene that's kind of like almost like it, it wasn't violent at all, but it was one of those things like, well, this was like almost nihilistic, where you seen the lady. She uh she gets dropped. She gets like first she gets attacked by the pterodactyls or whatever. And the mosasaur gets. Yes. Attacked. Yeah. Dude, they, yeah, 
that's funny because you you mentioned that because that that was my my thought whenever I seen that I was like oh fuck that was dark. Well, at the you same know? time, she didn't though, deserve like, that. Well, yeah, no, like one guy. Put, like, <laughs> I think many people online who are film critics have said this, but like all her character did was just seem to not like kids. Yeah, yeah. And that makes her worthy of getting eaten, of getting eaten by the Moses. The viewers will be okay well, with first her. First torture. She's first torture. No, like she's she's like, yeah, yeah, she gets pecked at, lifted up, dropped in the water, it fucking pecks Fought at her. with. Because, yeah. like, the other, like, another pterodactyl, like, fights with it. And oh, then, as, and soon the, as, as soon as the one that. And wins, then starts drowning her. Yeah, and then, <laughs> then, then, like, then the like, Mosasaurus comes. You think that she, oh, cool, she got away, she's gonna, oh my god! But, anyways, what are your thoughts about things like that? Okay. I kind of, like, dude, like, these days. Like, I, I whenever I'm watching a movie, like I usually like, you know, like drop any walls around my emotions. Like I'm not trying to like be Why? all tough and like. Has anybody watched? Because that's the point. The point. It's suspension of disbelief. Well, also that, and like the point of these mo- movies is they're like they try to get you to feel certain feelings. And it's like you're only going to enjoy the movie more if you allow that movie to make you. Yeah, feel no. That. If you sit there with your arms crossed in a movie theater, yeah, or like, like okay, perfect example. Frozen's not going to make me cry. No, not even <laughs> yeah. that. Like, like, what was what's a good one that just came out, or a bad one even? Like what, say, movie in general, like Grown Ups Two. Yeah, it's a, a comedy, right? Yeah. yeah. Walking into Grown Ups Two with your arms crossed and saying like Adam Sandler's not going to make me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> so like I get like uh, uh, attached to character, and not like so much attached. Like dude, not like the chick that died that way was my favorite character or anything. But when I seen that, I was just like, poor her, you know? Like, she <laughs> fucking deserves it. Like, Fuck you, writers, for making me feel this way. <laughs> here's where I feel like nihilism works. Okay, this is this is something that I've always been on for a long time. But um, in life, I am a Superman fan. Yeah, yeah. I'm a huge fan of Superman. I like his comics. I like his character. A lot of people have all their hate towards him. Like, oh, he's such a, like, a perfect guy. OP. Always going to power him for yeah. everything. But I like him because there's you know, us Superman fans tend to like him because of the whole other side of him. Like, um, you know, like how, how he holds back. How he yeah. always lets it. He, he's he's friend-orientated character. He's like a family he wants his friends to be safe, so therefore Superman will literally throw himself in front of somebody like Doomsday to prevent somebody from like the Flash having to fight Doomsday. Yeah. He will literally throw himself into harm's way. Now, however, anybody here watch Invincible? Yes. Okay. I read the comic, once again, just like the boys, I read the comic in high school, saw the TV show. I have always made the point, like when you're saying nihilistic things happen. Yeah. Do y'all, do y'all remember whenever Omni-Man fought the, the Seven? Or like whatever they were called, the Justice yeah, League group. Yes. Yeah. You see what he did to the Batman guy? Yes. No, I, I never seen it. So like, single. the way the fight starts is like the, the 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 Guardians. They're all at their their HQ and they're like, "Why were we called here?" And then they start getting nervous. Like, no, this is bad. Like, we don't know who called us here, but we're all here at one spot together. And then Omni Man, the Superman guy, he just comes flying in. He goes to punch this one dude right in the head. It's gonna like fucking kill him because it's a Superman guy punching you. Yeah. The Flash dude in that group runs that dude out of the way, and they all start fighting Omni Man. At one point, the Batman guy, I think he's called like Darkwing or something. He yeah. comes like jumping from the rafters the way like Batman would, and Omni Man yeah. snatches him by the ankle. Oh and shit! And just fucking splats. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like literally. Yeah, you see that? I, I've heard it. Uh, the, what's it called? Invincible. Yeah. yeah. I've heard that it's gory as fuck. It's a good show. Splats him. Yeah. The first time I ever saw that, I was watching it with my buddy Brendan, and my buddy John, and I couldn't help myself. 
I just burst out. I was like, that's exactly how <laughs> useful you would be, you powerless fuck. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Like, so... that is exactly how useful you would be against metahumans, you powerless fucking individual. Yeah. With all your money and your fucking boomerangs. What, uh, your boomerangs. Who is, what's his name represent? No, because he's a... He the, would, uh, the guy that actually can, like... Oh, uh... He can be, like, sewn back together and he can pretty uh, much... The Immortal? Yeah. The Immortal kind of represents, like, um... All those dudes who were able to stand toe-to-toe with Superman, but not quite. Like your Shazams, your okay. Aquamans. Yeah. It, well, of course, they had an Aquaman yeah. guy, but, he, but the, 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 the immortal is meant to represent those dudes that can go... Like, you think they can go toe-to-toe with Superman. Like, but not, all, and not because they're, like, talented, but because they're just, like... They're they, on the same power level as yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. You think, but that's the thing with Omni-Man, is you find out that the, the fucking Immortal is nowhere near Omni-Man's fucking power level. He fucks yeah. that dude up twice. You yeah. know what I mean? Decapitates him with a karate chop. Oh, he, he makes him bleed. Oh, yeah. Well, no, no, no. He makes his eyes red. He shoves his thumbs into his eyes and he irritates him. Oh, no. Like, literally, I don't know if you've read Invincible, but like, I, I read, I, towards I, the end I, of the comic, know. you learn, like, the limits of a Viltrumite, which is why, like, I'm sorry for all you uninitiated out there, but Superman would beat Omni-Man in a fight because <laughs> in the final fight of Invincible, Thrag, the leader of the Viltrumites, is mm-hmm. fighting um, our main hero, Invincible. Yeah. And they fight on the surface of the sun. Oh, wow. And at, oh, one, shit. Point, at one point, like Thrag dips Invincible beneath the, the plasma, like the surface, like dip almost like water. And when he pulls him back up, he's missing like fuck tons of his skin. Yeah. And then they both fight each other with no skin. So, Fuck. If, yeah, if, if that's like, but like, debate-wise, if we know that Viltrumites can lose their skin from being dipped into a star, Superman can meditate inside those things. He yeah, can fly yeah. inside there and just like, think about it. Yeah, <laughs> so, just like, fucking think about it. Yeah, he will grab, so he, he will, he'll grab a guy like Omni-Man, fly straight into a star, and you're dead. Yeah. And he's yeah. fine. Yeah. But, um... I feel like sometimes nihilism can work because that's why I laughed at all those people who fucking quit watching The Walking Dead. I yeah. love Walking Dead. Well, I still watch it. I, 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 that's cool. I'm, 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 I know. I'm just saying. Well, for, like, for what reason? There's like 12 different reasons to quit watching. Well, like, okay. <laughs> a lot of people quit watching during the Negan Because Negan, Negan uh, hitting, uh, yeah. he, what's his name? In the comic... It's the same as in the show a bit. But in the comic, I mean, he beats them down. They yeah. never win. They never get a victory. It's It becomes, you're not watching your heroes fight a villain. You're watching your heroes just not want to be punished anymore by a villain. Yeah. And that can break people's spirits. Yeah, and that's like, that's not what you want. But what it, you go into. I was so happy with it because I was like, I was telling people, like, my wife still watches. Because I was telling her the whole time, no, baby, this is true to the comic. This is how it happened. Go read the comic. It's actually much worse how bad Rick and them get beaten down. Yeah. You know, like, they like, like one thing that I like to point out is, like, season six to season, season six and seven are probably my two favorite seasons. Season six ends with Rick and the group on their knees. Yeah. Season yeah. seven begins with them on their knees still. Yeah. Negan is a <laughs> perfect villain for that world. I felt like I've read the whole series, but I felt like like Negan was their peak. Yeah. Like comic book before the show was ever even dreamed of. My buddy Nathan said, like, hey, you know they're gonna make a show out of this? <laughs> and I was like, no shit. But yeah. like when I got to the Negan part, I was like, they're never gonna be able to top this villain. 
Yeah. They blew their load really, really hard. Like, and, and like, he's in, like, he gets shown up in, like, issue 300. Like, he's Damn. he's a long way into the yeah. story when he finally shows yeah. up. But, like, he's such an important character, and he's such a wall, that then, like, once they beat him in the comic, and you move on to, like, the Whisperers and the fucking, whatever they call the Wolf Pack, those guys just... Fail in yeah, comparison to like Negan. Yeah, yeah. The charismatic, the charismatic nature of their leaders versus what he was when he was a leader. Yeah, it just, yeah. it's like it's like throwing Superman up against Darkseid in season one, like making a <laughs> Superman show, and then throwing him up against Darkseid in the last episode, and then saying, "Oh man, you guys are going to be real excited about uh, season two. He's going to fight Doomsday." Yeah. And you're like, that's like one step down. We didn't yeah. even go a step up. You went a step down. <laughs> like, dark, yeah, Doomsday is powerful and he's like a fucking monster, but Darkseid's that and more. Yeah. So yeah. I, I believe that nihilism has its place. I believe that hope has its place. I also believe that characters are more important than plot. Nobody. You like, really can't because ten, well, ten, ten, year, 10 years after people watch your movie. Yeah. Like, say, hypothetically, you and Keaton made a movie. Yeah. Ten years after people watch your movie, they'll talk about your characters more than they'll talk about your plot. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. They'll be like, oh, man, you remember when that funny guy did that funny thing? <laughs> yeah. And then somebody may ask, like, what was that movie about, even? And it was like, oh, it was about this funny guy that got teamed up with this cop. Yeah. <laughs> but at yeah. the same time... But that time, ain't actually the plot. The plot is they were... They're trying to find some stolen diamonds or something like but, that. But well, no you remember the characters. That. Yeah. And you yeah. love the... So, like, that's my big argument against, like, Star Wars movies. And, yeah. all, like, the new rings of power coming out and all that is because they're taking characters that people love. Yeah. And they're using this this magic word that Hollywood thinks is so special. They, the word subvert. Yeah. But they don't know that the word subvert means to change expectation. It doesn't mean we're going to shit all over. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to literally just repeat ourselves. You think Ring of Power is going to be bad? <sighs> Look, man. <laughs> no. Look. I don't know. It's like what so like what, what's the right now the biggest criticism of it is what? The yeah. biggest criticism of it is the the cast like People are looking at this cast, and they're you know, the way people do. They're comparing them to what we had in Lord of the Rings. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So oh, is Rings of Power the show that's yeah. coming out? Have, yeah. you, have you ever? There's a meme. It's a prequel. I, yeah. it's, it's it's about how all the. Because remember how? Oh, yeah, like, there used to be a bunch. The exposition at the beginning. There's of the, the problem. First Lord of the Here's Rings. another main problem amongst Rings fans: where it takes place at. Yeah. Before it, it before takes place after the Cimmerillion. But before the War of the Ring. Yeah, before Sauron, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Before Sauron. Which, and it's like none of the characters that we love and adore are even going to be there. No, no, they're not. And another thing is, is um, they failed the brown M&M's test. Yeah? You know what, what the brown the, M&M's test no, is? a brown person? Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know what Van, the brown M&M's taste the Van same. Halen. Yeah. Okay. okay. I don't know if y'all heard this, but I'll go ahead and enlighten y'all. Okay. Van Halen, in order to play at your arenas back in the day, when he, they, you, they had, you had to sign like a 13-page contract with them. The, pay, the contract was talking about all of the energy requirements for the power grid because they brought their own stage with them. Yeah. You know, could your building support their stage? They actually broke a building stage by putting their stage on it one time because the guy didn't read the contract. So, at one point, Van Halen decided we're going to put a stipulation in our contract. It's going to be like on page fucking eight or some shit. And the stipulation is that the band must have a bowl of M&Ms backstage waiting and prepared for them. But the bowl cannot not have that. brown M&Ms in it. I, I remember this actually. At yeah. one point, oh, I think it was not, I don't think it was Eddie Van Halen, it was the other guy. 
he had a shit fit about there being brown M&Ms. Now, a lot of people think like, oh, is it him being like a drama queen? You know, I'm a rock star. Y'all didn't do what I told. No, no, no. It's because that proved to Van Halen, the band, that you didn't read their contract. You didn't care. Yeah. So, yeah. with that in mind, look, Rings of Power already fails the brown M&Ms test. You, you didn't read enough on the source material, and you're <laughs> making a show about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And dude, that's all of them. They're like, dude, so many uh, producers probably just like, uh, they decide to re- reboot or adapt or spin off or prequel. Listen, to, listen to Kevin Smith when yeah. he does his interviews. He talked about like when he was doing Dogma and Clerks and any of his movies. He says like, there's always some producer guy who comes in, and producers are just money guys. Yeah, he's like, but, bro, I read the there's wiki. There's always I got this. some producer. Kevin said, there's always some producer that comes in and says, well, wouldn't it be funny if Jay and Bob did this? <laughs> and but isn't you, that kind? You, you, you have to take a seat back and be like, oh, well, it could be funny if they did that, Mr. Guy who's giving me all the money. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, producers need to realize that they have no fucking place in the writing room. Is, yeah, it, is exactly. it weird? Is it weird that Kevin Smith said that whenever uh, he went on record? Like, there's there's compilation videos of him saying he has he is not a fan and does not know anything about fucking He Man. And then he fucking did the oh, He Man. Yeah, he and he literally <laughs> said that this show is going to be for all the old He Man fans. And he wasn't I a fan. I sat down with my wife excited, and I was like, "Look at this, baby." It's He-Man, and it's made by Kevin Smith, one of my favorite directors. Yeah. And then they kill He-Man in the first five seconds of the of What the, show. the fuck? What's it about then? It's about that chick. Oh my god! Because <laughs> he, 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 he trolling us? No, because yeah. they're, they're, he started lying because they're, they're, they're like little, uh, like, you know, side by sides. Side by sides of him, like, I've never read it. Oh, yes, my favorite thing in the world. I grew up on him. I grew up on him. I've heard him say that in his, like, an evening with Kevin Smith. He's like, oh, I grew up watching He-Man. Yeah, but no, but they show, like, early stuff of him saying he's never, he's not even a fan of it. So that's kind of weird, like, why? why And that's another thing, like, what's his name? Uh, Zack Schneider? Yeah. Yeah. Is that the dude who said, like, if I had it my way, Batman would get arrested and be raped in prison? I think Jesus, I don't know. Yeah, I I think Zack Snyder said that. But at the same time, I'm just like... Because he wants Batman to be a murderer. I'm like, you have no... You have... I don't care if you made fucking Justice League the movie. Yeah. You have no fucking right to make comic book movies, if that's your opinion. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm just just saying... saying, Like, someone who hates Batman doing a Batman movie... To fucking shit on Batman fans. Or like, yeah, like oh, I thought it would be better if he used guns. Shut the fuck up. Dude, Shut uh, the fuck up and stay in your lane. Like, in my Shyamalan... Like, dude, these people, they they wrote and created uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. But in my Shyamalan's like, no, no, I think we'll pronounce their names this way. Oh, no, I'm not, <laughs> no, not even that. He was such a... He was like, oh... Like, you don't get to say so in the he was pronunciation. Like, I, I, I know how the name would be pronounced. It's, shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh it's pronounced Aang because the person who created Aang says it's... Pronounced Aang, you fucking piece of shit. And you know what? Yeah. Firebenders don't have to bring fire with them. It yeah. doesn't take ten earthbenders to lift one rock. It yeah. takes like one earthbender yeah. to lift one rock. Yeah. Um, everything was just wrong about yeah. that movie. Literally well, everything. And then, oh, and then he said he wanted to be more pacifist-like, which is why, 
Which is why and he doesn't fuck up everybody at the end. Like yeah, he does because he does in the comics where he like he actually hit, throws the wave at everybody. Dude, he, yeah. he cuts a fucking ship in half. Yeah, yeah it's but it's great. But in the movie, he's just like I, I, I don't know. He, so makes, he, yeah, he makes a big tidal wave that and it, sits there, and, and then he brings it down. He brings it down. He's like that. Yeah, did you better? <laughs> did you learn your lesson? Yeah. Get back in the corner. <laughs> or, dude, that reminds me of Dragon Ball Evolution. They decided that they want to incorporate the call the Kamehameha airbending. And like that hurt my fucking soul. Not, everything about Dragon Ball Evolution hurt my uh, soul. Well, yeah, that too, but you know, I, one of the I, things you, was, yeah. You know, I actually I heard that uh that they might be making a uh, another ta- another uh, go at the Dragon Ball uh, live, action? live action. Oh, that, that contradicts what I was just t- talking about the other day how just because uh someone made that piece of shit garbage, disgusting <laughs> excuse for a fucking Dragon Ball movie, no one will ever want to touch you know what, that though? franchise I can, again. I wonder if they're, so, like, I, I'm glad I'm wrong. I wonder if they're going to do a movie or if they're going to do a series. That seems to be like the new go-to. The, the, it, yeah, it seems to be the thing that like things that have failed in the past have moved, as, as movies are now getting series. You know? Yeah. They're now getting Here's uh, the on the streaming sometimes, services. Sometimes, even with like a three-hour movie, like I said, yeah. say a Titanic, Sometimes, even with three hours of footage, you can't fit in everything that you needed to fit. Yeah, yeah and when you don't, it makes like it, it, it's perceived. But at the as same like, time, that's, well, this shit don't make no sense. That's well, a big problem I have with certain TV shows. Like I love the boys. That's my big problem with the boys. Is like there is so much. There's ninety six comics. Yeah, it, you know, in the whole series, there are ninety six comics for you to draw inspiration from, and you cherry picked. Yeah, and, and like when you do that, it can. And, and and you know what? Like I've heard people say, like they say it with almost this cocky air of attitude, but they're like, "Oh, what? You want somebody to take your favorite book and just make it scene for scene?" Yes, 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 we do. Yes! God damn it, yes! yes. That's why I did the first dude, Harry Potter. You fucking arrogant prick! The like, first... yes, of course we do. That's why he hates uh, Resident Evil because he wants Resident Evil oh, to be dude, seen, seen by the game. Oh, dude, and don't even get me get me started <laughs> on fucking Welcome to Raccoon City. I didn't watch it. Oh, Look, boo, I didn't, uh, uh, my whole thing is, uh, what was this movie cost ten dollars? My my, my <laughs> whole thing was with Resident Evil. As soon as they started it, and they were like the first movie. As soon as they were like, oh, this is Resident Evil, and this is Alice, I was like, she was in fucking Code Veronica. Who fuck's Alice? I was like, that's yeah. one game, assholes. Yeah. That's one game, oh, and dude. you took a character from one game well, and made the whole series about well, her. I know. I know, dude. But they, well, they made, at the end, the, the last... Somebody that, had a boner for Code no, Veronica. at the last... And at, not even in a good way. I mean, no, Code Veronica's a great last, story. Try last, telling it instead of just taking a character off The her. last Resident Evil... Explain that she was actually a clone of the original Red Queen, which is from yeah. I mean, well, she, <laughs> just, that's from uh, Lisa. Is that the, that's just, it's uh, look, man. Look, look, man. It was my thing whenever I was talking just like earlier. Afterlife was good about like treating characters <laughs> with respect and, and dude and like uh, treating okay. characters with respect, right? Oh yeah. You know what the worst death in movie history is for me right now? What? And I'm not even a fan of the series. Yeah. Like, you're talking about worse as in, like, uh, executed or brutal or Ex- inappropriate. How, how, how or it was executed. How it makes you feel. Yeah. Han Solo's death. Oh, yeah. Just stab and go. Yeah. No, no, no. Just he boom. fell down an endless chasm. Yeah. That's usually reserved for bad guys. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's a good point. I never... So not only does he get unceremoniously stabbed, he gets unceremoniously 
pushed he, off a leg. He gives a, he's giving a bad guy's death. It was like fucking Darth Maul and shit. And you know what? Thanks to the way they shot that movie, we're never ever going to get a scene with Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and Harrison Ford because Carrie Fisher's dead now. Yeah. So we're never going to get a scene with the three of them together like we all deserved or like yeah. all Star Wars and, fans deserve. And it's like they wanted to the private. They had all the, the. They had to know that that's one of the things we want. And they had to purposely decide it to deprive us yep. of that. Like when Luke, whenever like, no, Mark Hamill, they expect this, we're not doing. When it. Mark Hamill comes out in Comic Cons and says, "Oh, that's not Luke Skywalker." Oh yeah, dude. I did like, dude. It breaks my heart because Mark Hamill is such a fucking legend, and then yeah. you have uh, what is it, J.J. Abrams? When he yeah. fucking tossed some, the lightsaber, you've got some dickhead like J.J. Like Abrams. No, no, J.J. Abrams was. Was uh, the, the first and the first the, and uh, third seven, movie. Uh, the seventh and the ninth? I guess he did do the toss the lightsaber. So what I'm saying no, is, no, wait, wait, did he at the end was uh, because tossing the lightsaber was that at the end of seven? It was the very eight? beginning of eight. Then that wasn't JJ Abrams. That was JJ Abrams was seven and nine. The dude. Didn't, oh no no no! That's what I'm saying then. Nine. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> so it was JJ Abrams. No. JJ Abrams. JJ Abrams thinks that he can just reboot things because he's like. Or some Cloverfield. Yeah, because he did Cloverfield. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? No, Star Trek was fine. Cloverfield was the biggest letdown to me ever. Yeah, dude, I kept on waiting no, for it to no, build up to something. No, no, no. And you know when didn't. it was a letdown for me? Hmm. When I saw the trailer. <laughs> the first, I thought we were going to get the greatest Godzilla movie <laughs> ever fucking filmed. Yeah. It was taking place from this camera. They're all partying on the side of this building on this fucking... And then you see, like... And then they look, and there's, like... Th- I thought... Statue Liberty's head and I was shit. like, we're fixing to get the greatest Godzilla movie of all time. It's really going to show how terrifying it Godzilla be. attacking your city would be. Yeah. Nope. Aliens, alternate dimension, Stephen King bullshit. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. No, actually, J.J. Abrams got popular because of Lost. Yeah. And look, the new Star Trek movies, Yeah, that's not Star Trek. They're action-packed Star Trek. But they're Trek. good. That's not Star Trek. <laughs> it really isn't. Star Trek, Star Trek is, is about exploration. Exploration. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Diplomacy <laughs> and going yeah. where no man has gone before. It's kind of, they kind of have a catchphrase about they're, it. They're all, like, they're all like, oh, we're going to duke it out here on the starship in the new J.J. Abrams movies. Yeah. I really wish we I get it. <laughs> Kirk Kirk is a massive dickhead. He's like the worst <laughs> captain in the history of captains. But yeah. I just didn't I didn't vibe with that. I, I can go back and watch any Star Trek and instantly be entertained. There yeah. there's one they did with those action Oh, and uh, also uh Benedict Cumberbatch is not a good con. Nah. He doesn't look like Khan. Yeah. He didn't act like Khan. He's good as uh smog. See, <laughs> smog. I, I never ever he got voiced. into Star Trek. So it's like not knowing this shit. Well, I was pleased with Star Trek. Having, uh, the having older, no knowledge of Star so the Trek. older Star Trek movies had like one movie that was very actiony, mm-hmm. and that was like there's like a big action Rascal scene Kong. that happened on like a planet, yeah. and they're being like gunned down and stuff. I remember it vividly because I'm like holy shit, there's like a, a lot of deaths in this yeah. Star Trek. So many red shirts are dying. Well, it was just people on the planet, like, they're being everything. Like, that's my thing about Star Trek. We know one of my favorite episodes of Star Trek is from the original series. It's, uh, at one point they're going through space, and they they encounter, like, this, um, like, almost like a buoy. Yeah. It's like a space buoy. Yeah. Instead of being for water, for space. And it, like, stays at a perfect distance from their ship. Like, it's moving. And they're trying to figure out what it is. And then all of a sudden, like, this massive other ship shows up. 
And these, you know, they're all humanoid. So these humanoid aliens start communicating with Starfleet. And they're like, you've entered our space, like with Kirk and them. And they're like, you've entered our space uh, and you didn't turn around. And you also fired upon our warning buoy. Now we're going to destroy you. And so they're all tripping. Like our ship is about to get blown up by a clearly more powerful and advanced ship. Yeah. So you know how they, you know how they like beat the bad guy. You know get how they save situation. the day. How they get out of it. Huh. Kirk just straight up fucking lies. Yeah. He's like, go ahead, destroy our ship. Us humans, we're obsessed with and we worship death. So all of our ships are designed with a neutrino bomb in the middle of them. If you destroy our ship, it will destroy your entire solar system. God damn. And the guys are like, you humans are fucking crazy. Just get out of our space. Go. <laughs> you know? Like, damn, why would you do that? And that's, very that's Star Trek to me. Like, yeah. Star Trek is where like they come across a threat and then they're like, how do we solve the problem? And then somebody just like sits up and it's like, well, diplomacy, clearly. Well, and that reminds me how like that, that scene from Star Trek has been parodied so many times where it's one captain of some enemy starship talking to fucking Kirk on the screen and Kirk being in his chair and he just like talks his way out of the situation. <laughs> and then it's just like... That's the, uh, <laughs> the most one of the most iconic imageries from Star Trek is just Kirk talking his way out of a situation. Did you ever get into the uh, Seth MacFarlane Star Trek show? Uh, I say was Star it below Trek. deck. The Orville. The Orville. Yeah. The Orville. I like the Orville. Below deck is an atrocity. Is it? I've it never is. seen it. Though. I yeah. wasn't about to like say, "Oh, it's oh, awesome." You know, like, no. I just only heard. It. I thought like, maybe it might be Orville, funny. The Orville. Is, oh, that was is, like it's Star Trek, but comedy. Yeah. It, 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 has, it has the heart. It has the yeah. soul of Which, Star Trek. So basically, like, what's strange is really the first season is comedy, and then it like it, it gets it's evolved. It's kind of evolved to like being like, oh, it's its own space show. This now. is an act. This is what Star Trek probably should have been. Yeah, <laughs> but it's well, the Orville. You know what the, I mean? Does that show like basically accomplish what Below Deck fails? To? Yes, because yeah. Below like uh, like I watched the first episode of Below Deck, and I I, I instantly was like, okay, I get it, Dan Harmon. Like yeah. it's, it's, I was like, I get it. Okay, yeah, red shirts die. She's drunkenly wielding a bat left in the fucking hallway. <laughs> That's cool and all. The Orville just totally captures everything that is Star Trek. Yeah. But one of my favorite scenes is whenever that alien dude comes into his office and he's all like, he sees the Kermit the Frog plushie yeah. on Seth MacFarlane's desk. And since he's meant to be like the Vulcan guy, he's all like, what is that? And Seth MacFarlane just goes under this tangent. He's like, "Oh, that—that that is Kermit the Frog. He's a—he's a leader. He's, he's a, a leader. he's a captain of his group. He's a hero of my. Why did you come into my office again?" <laughs> like, he just goes off. But he's like, "Oh, that is Kermit the Frog." And I'm just like, "It all makes sense." It's like, yeah, it has that same spirit. You have this alien walking up and asking about this plushie, and then here comes Seth MacFarlane trying to talk about who Kermit the Frog was. <laughs> Which dude, like, he does like the best fucking Kermit the Frog voice. Does. Does Seth MacFarlane have... I, he did, like, d uh, Die in the West, and then he did something else, I feel like, and then he did this show. Is no, he doing... He's not a movie guy, in my opinion. No, he really isn't. He's not. Like, A Thousand no, Ways he, to Die in the West has, like... Felt three, like a Family Guy episode to it, me. Yeah, it feels like a Family Guy episode, and it has, like, a few funny moments, and all of the moments, like... Like, my buddy, my buddy Chad hates that movie, because it's like... <laughs> He was like, oh, that movie is literally just Seth MacFarlane talking about the Old West and fucking off for yeah. two hours. 
Dude, like, I would have enjoyed it more. You know, like that rant scene. Where yeah. He's all oh, like, yeah. You know, he's all like, "We don't have a fucking doctor." There's he, our mayor. There's the street. He's been there for two days. I mean, that was funny and shit. Our <laughs> highest ranking official in town is a dead man. And you know, like the movie, uh, the movie would uh, periodically segue to someone dying randomly to to uh, represent one of the thousand ways you can die in the West. It's like they were trying with a gimmick with the whole. It's like, like they started with a gimmick, and ex- then, then they like stopped it. They, you know? like, they didn't care after a while. Yeah, because it's like you know, it's it's titled like a thousand ways to die in the West, and there's like three different parts where you just randomly see someone horrifically die of an accident, and then it pops and it, up like. And it's like, man, I I would actually would like that more. More, you know? <laughs> like if they did it, like if it's happening. All the fucking time. And like there's like a tally meter going. Yeah, Yeah, dude, that'd be funny shit. But that's why times is late. In my opinion, the funniest scene involving Seth Farland isn't anything that he does. It's all the side actors with him. Oh yeah, yeah. He drinks the like the what is it, ayahuasca or whatever, the Native American peyote drink. Yeah. And like he drinks it, and all of them at the fucking campfire. Oh my god, that was for all. That was for all. That at first they're kind of mad, like dude, that was for all of us. And then he's like, well, what's gonna happen? And the chief dude's like, I don't know. You're probably gonna freak out and die. He's probably gonna freak out and die. It's funny, like you can see that it was a it was a funny concept. We're talking about we're laughing, but obviously it was executed. Uh, like, <laughs> well, there are points of the movie where you almost switch off. Like you're just sitting there waiting yeah. for the next. Well, it's joke. like kind of like what I was talking about with the whole not enough uh, random death thing. It's like they're they're trying for a concept, and then they they, they like almost get there, and they're like, "You get what we're going." For. Yeah, you, you get and then it. they stop short. You know, they like, stop ah, short. you got it, and it's like I do got it, but. You didn't even fucking deliver, really. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, of Seth MacFarlane, you know, the creator of Family Guy, what's your thoughts on uh, Futurama coming back for a season and possibly not having the original Bender, Bender voice? Oh, my God, dude. that's a tr- I, I felt like... Dude, the same thing with, like, you knew that Disney was going to work fucking something out with Sony. They're going to have Spider-Man. They're like, uh, oh, and also, like... Here's- it, it reminded me of how uh, Tobey Maguire didn't want to come back for No Way Home. Uh, unless they offered him so much money mm-hmm. and everyone's freaking out and I was like, dude, they need Tony McGuire. Whatever he asks for, he's going to get. And I heard that that's the situation with the Bender actor. He's asking for so much money and they don't want to give it to well, him. And it's also, like, do fucking give it to him. How many, how many fucking endings do you need? Yeah. They ended it a bunch. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I'm saying. Like, how many endings do you need? You know that, like, I'm not going to say all of us, but a lot of us, we, we only just... <laughs> Fry and Leela end up together in the fucking series. That's it. Yeah. It's a yeah. for for all yeah. that Futurama well, is. It's a classic. Will they? Won't they? Yeah, will really. they or won't they get together? Well, what happened? Really what happened was those uh, spinoff movies that they did, like were, the Tentacle and the yeah, they did like three of them yeah. or whatever. They did so well that obviously the money people were like, whoa. We need more Futurama. There's Wait, money in this. I haven't even heard of these spinoff movies, much less. Well, they, because they 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 were movies, but they turned them into the Futurama, first. Uh, they they they, they did, Well, they yeah, like Bender's Big Score. Ah, uh, yeah, I have seen the. They, oh, I they turned now. them into episodes. They they yeah. classify them as episodes now, but they originally were were like straight up movies. Go like, out and buy them on DVD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. I remember Bender's Big Score, and yeah. then there's one right after that. That's and the that's typical all, one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's all I remember. So, <laughs> so then they, so then they did like two more seasons, and they ended it again. Oh god! And now somebody, I think it was Hulu, paid for another season. Yeah, it was Hulu. And, and that's just, I mean, that's the streaming war that we're having to deal with. Like, like somebody, they want content, and so they're going to do anything they can. Oh, dude, that's uh, like speaking Hulu. of wanting content, 
Have you seen the South Park stuff? On Paramount Plus? Yeah, but guess what? Huh. Because of that, HBO, HBO is doing a, a new, new season or some shit, Have right? they promoted it to you? No, I've seen it somewhere. Though. Yeah, exactly, because they're not promoting it. Yeah, because no? Paramount Plus has a deal where, you, where you they're, they're, they're taking it over afterwards. Yeah. And so the 25th season, I did not know that the 25th season was out until I was just like scrolling through HBO Max and just happened to click on it because I wanted to watch some South Park. Like, wait yeah. one second. A 25th season of South Park is being released on HBO Max, but they're not but, promoting at it. at the same time, Paramount <laughs> still has a deal for more specials, Yeah, right? after after the 25th season, yeah. uh, Paramount Plus is going to be getting uh, more like special movies and also any f- continuing seasons. And so and so it's a whole weird thing. But, uh... Dude, that's like... they. Uh, that reminds me how they took the, 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 the sitcom show How I Met Your Mother... And then Hulu produced a How I Met Your Father. Yeah. With a uh, what's her name? Uh, she was popular in the early two thousands. Yeah. Uh, Hillary Duff. Yeah. And it's like we ain't even seen or heard from her yeah, in ages. Like, now she's like the main character of How, How I, I Met Your Father. How I Met Your Father is the same concept as that '80s show. Yeah. It's just a fail. Oh, no, no. And it's you're like, trying to catch lightning <laughs> in a bottle twice, and you're never gonna do yeah. it. Oh, really? Exactly. And so, it's like it's not horrible. I've been watching every single episode, yeah. and it's like. The characters aren't that bad, and it kind of made me chuckle once or twice, but, like, the concept just really... Oh, dude, and she starts out with... Like, the, they had a great idea with keeping you hooked on when will you see the mother, right? Yeah. Who is the mother? And then, like, you found out real quick that it's like, oh, they're going to, like, purposely keep it all secretive to keep yeah. you hooked. Dude, How I Met Your Father starts out with, like, uh, she's telling some stories about how she met this group of friends... And then, like, she gets to this one group of friends, and she's like, oh, that's your father, by the way. But I'll get with him at the end of the series. What? And, yeah, and I was just like, you fucking ruined it! We're ten seconds in! <laughs> <laughs> ten seconds into the first episode, you can't say that! Yeah, oh, no, God. you can't, like, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all in all, I'm, uh, who do you, who do you think is going to come out of the stream? Uh, I'm actually surprised at Paramount Plus. I oh, think... Mar- oh, what about Paramount, Paramount Plus' Halo series, Dude, bro? Pa- Paramount Plus... Is like six dollars or five dollars a month. Yeah, and they've they they've just bu- secured the rights to Future South Park, which is my favorite of the adult uh, comp, uh, like adult cartoons, cartoon stuff. Uh, that is regular. Obviously, there's other things that I, like Black Dynamite or a fucking uh, you know Metalocalypse that they'll never make another season probably. But <laughs> but of the of the of the 20, 20 to twenty five season to more shows. Yeah, that's probably my favorite South Park. So Paramount Plaza South Park. They're gonna have. Uh, they're gonna have the next. Not not Sonic Two and so- Sonic Two and Sonic Three are gonna come to Paramount Plus. Oh yeah, but like they've already greenlitted Sonic Three. Paramount are they Plus be in theaters or they yeah, be both. I think both. Yeah. And so uh, and then they've got yeah, Halo the series coming. Like Paramount Plus is fucking going all out. The the streaming wars is getting crazy. Who do you think is gonna come out of this? Uh, it's hard to say, but I assure you it's not going to be Netflix. <laughs> no, Netflix is... Right. Fucking... Net, uh, Netflix sucks now. Netflix is... Their their price keeps rising. It can. They and don't have that great a content. They keep canceling stuff. Uh, they just announced that, you know, the, the one good thing they have is probably Stranger Things, and they just announced that they're only going to do it uh, this next season and then another season, that's it. So, uh, Stranger Things only has yeah. two more seasons left than that. I mean, like... Uh, and that's how... Like, they don't even have a good anime selection. If you want to watch anime, you might as well just get Crunchyroll. Oh, exactly. Yeah, they, 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 uh, they got, like, uh, um, four or five animes. Uh, you know? So far, 
Hulu used to be really good. Sometimes I'll have a decent. Um, it's like, crazy uh, how like dude, like the new. Com- I don't even know if like every time Netflix did a Netflix original series, like the the the, the, the whole population got excited. You know, yeah. like the 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 just. You know what I mean? Just everybody was. Yeah. I remember when Netflix, it was trending. You know when Netflix first started, they were a DVD company. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Grandma. When, when let's first, get back inside. When, when they first started streaming, <laughs> yeah, they had like every fucking thing under the sun. Oh, they yeah. fucking did, man. And like, then they, they had, had so they left many around. movies. That's Psych. Why the fuck would they ever take Psych off? I think Psych's on Peacock. Man. It is. <laughs> <It's> so, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, yeah, Peacock. Yeah. yeah, it's on Peacock. Peacock isn't doing bad either with like oh, Yellowstone no. and shit like uh, that. No. Uh-huh. Oh, well, Paramount Plus also has Yellowstone and they have yeah, the 1983 I mean, like, movie. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, Yellowstone isn't even like Peacock property or anything. Uh, yeah. They've done so. Uh, dude, I, I love Psych, man. And like, uh, Peacock produced uh, a, a Psych movie. Like, Psych was like been done and over yeah. with, even the movies and shit. And then Peacock's like, let's do a Psych three, and I was fuck yeah, Peacock. <laughs> yeah. But no, like when you Jeez. think about everything that is trending right now, all the brand new shows that everybody is fucking addicted to, and they're fucking like anticipating each episode every week off of this streaming service and that streaming service, just like. Netflix ain't even part of the conversation. I feel like right anymore. now Disney Plus, Plus is, is the fucking shit. Yeah. Well, Disney it's, Disney Plus is the shit seasonally. Season? No, well, like, what are you talking about? Like, where else season can you go and watch every Marvel movie? Fuck no, yeah. no, but no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, but I'm saying every Disney. But I'm saying movie. for as far as like the TV, so so no the weekly TV uh, no, shows. Let's, let's, let's let's break it down. So the streaming service war is going to come down to. Their new content and when it comes, Disney has Star Wars and Marvel, but they also pick but they're not coming out like it's not like oh, it's not like Boba Fett just ended yeah, and now the next Marvel starts. But it's fixing to be like that because we're fixing to get Moon Knight. That's going to be a TV series. Oh yeah, that's going to be awesome. I know. Oh, yeah. No, they and, have no. They and have and great they stuff. So good. They have they great stuff. Obi Wan coming. And so, really, How's this? They're not doing it that way, but they fucking what? could. You know? So, okay, based on that, what three services should someone get? If you if you had to pick three, three services to subscribe to, those are your three to always have like decent Disney content. Plus, Amazon Prime, Amazon and, Prime, and HBO Max. Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, and I'm gonna go out and I'm just gonna go ahead and say because I'm a fan. Um, What is it? Fucking, what's it? Fucking, not Hulu. Fucking Peacock. Yeah, yeah, Peacock. Yeah. Peacock. <coughs> uh, and technically, you probably need more than three, but those are the top well, three see, right like, now. If, if you th- I think think Paramount- about my top shows. Uh, there, the top shows that I'm interested in fucking like watching. Well, like I know Boba Fett's over, but like cut to like I, just like a week or two ago before, or just like every show I watched just like it had the season finale like. This week, and I'm like, fuck! Now I ain't got nothing to watch. They yeah. all ended. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, uh, every show that I watched was on the three that I named. Like either, like you know, I'm excited for like Boba Fett, Peacemaker, and Vox Machina. So it's literally just like Disney Plus, HBO Max, <coughs> and uh, Amazon Prime. You know every what? week, you know. Thank God. Thank God that I use Amazon for Amazon Prime. I have Amazon Prime for the free shipping for yeah. <laughs> ordering stuff. So uh, now you get to watch shows. I mean, so I mean, technically, I don't, I don't have Amazon Prime 
for the shows, but I, I just automatically get it because well, I need. Fucking watch Vox Machina then. You probably never will. But Amazon Prime is 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 slow with releases. I feel like even though they they've got Lord of the Rings coming, which may be a fucking big letdown. See, they do have the boys. Thing I enjoy. They have Invincible. I'm not trying to petition for you to watch Vox Machina, but I would like to say Wait. how I enjoyed how they separated from the whole concept of a uh, like Disney Plus showed us that even. It's like they came up with the idea that just because we're a streaming service doesn't mean we have to let people binge watch an entire season of our new show immediately. Which is smart. And then, we start, and then they started doing that. Yeah, well, like, Vox Machina gives you like a... It, it like meets you in the middle. It doesn't. It gives you three episodes a week. And I thought that was very... Like and, I said, meet in the middle. And right? HBO Max is weird. They give you three episodes and so, then weekly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then weekly. See, it's like... It's like uh, and I think they... This this isn't a uh, Amazon Prime thing. It's just a Vox Machina thing. Uh, I think they've seen that how like, you know, they give you three episodes of Peacemaker, but then right after those three episodes, now it's once a week. Yeah. And they're like, well, like we could, you know, like give them three episodes to keep them hooked, but then like give them three episodes every week because now like you expect you got three episodes the first time and you liked how it felt to sit down and watch three episodes. So now we're not we're not they just didn't. You take that pleasure of being able to do that away from you. They give you yeah. that pleasure weekly, and it is because of the the, the, the runtime. They're like only twenty to thirty minute episodes. Oh yeah. So like, if you only got thirty minutes of Vox Machina a week, that would blow. Yeah. Man. It also would have lasted longer though. It's already over. The battle of the streaming services. No, no, I mean just Vox. <laughs> no. I mean, uh, <laughs> the battle of the streaming services will never be over. Well, that until they come up with something else. That's just your opinion. No, it's fucking facts. You can look it up. There's fucking. But that's fine. No. So we have your all. No. Opinions and beer. We are a million.